good morning and good afternoon depending upon where and when you are listening to our podcast as you know gtm dialogues is a community focused on bringing b2b saas founders b2b tech founders gtm professionals corporates channel partners resellers on a common platform so that they can network and learn from each other i am your host today uh, uh, saurabh lahuti i'm managing partner at pentathlon ventures which is a b2b tech focused seed fund recently launched in pune today we have our guest steven tong he heads sap.io singapore welcome steven to begin with uh, steven would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and community sure hello everybody um, my name is steven tong and i head up sap.io foundry singapore uh before i only joined sap about one year ago and before that i had been involved with uh, startups and technology for probably more than 20 years now you know, mostly working with the singapore government but also working as a as a consultant you know doing innovation consultancy work running a fintech accelerator space in singapore doing seed investments uh through that organization so on and so forth So happy to be here today to share what uh, we do and how we uh, SAP.io works with startups. Fantastic. So before we start talking about SAP.io, maybe uh, Steve, I'll maybe take a few minutes of yours and and let community know a little bit about SAP. I mean, obviously everyone knows about SAP and it is it is one of the reputed uh, and and well known organization. But tell us a little bit more about. the sectors the functions the regions sap is is most exposed to through its customers sure. more importantly what kind of uh, product and services sap, SAP right uh, as a comp- we are an enterprise software company and uh, if i'm not wrong we are actually the third largest enterprise software company in the world right but uh, the the thing that really uh, makes us f- famous among the many uh, enterprise software companies out there is really our ERP and that's how SAP got started as a company right SAP is the world's leading ERP uh, vendor uh, in, in the world and uh, one in- interesting bit of information that not everybody knows 77% of the world's transactions actually run through an SAP product uh, at any one time Right. so that is how pervasive sap is in terms of helping the world's uh, businesses run right but besides erp over the years we have uh, made uh, many acquisitions and we we now have uh, quite a few cloud uh, cloud based line of businesses as well uh, some of these will be you know uh, success factors well, which is our human uh, capital management solution concur which is our you know expand and uh, expense management uh, solution sap Arriba and many others. SAP as a company, we touch more than twenty-five industries. Right, that's how how broad uh, broad base we are as a company in terms of serving our customers, and we are pretty much uh, situated uh, all around the, the the world. In Singapore itself, um, Singapore serves as the uh, corporate headquarters of the APJ region, the Asia Pacific and Japan region. and that is where i'm currently based got it got it i th- i think that's a great background the reason and the motivation behind asking this question was uh, and particularly this podcast being uh, kind of geared towards gtm 
uh, if people know the breadth and and, and depth of uh, the technology and the industries that uh, SAP serves, people know and startups would know what is uh, what is that they can get out of while they partner with SAP. So that's a that's yeah. a great great background. Uh, now switching gears a little bit to SAP.io. Tell us a little bit about the organization. What is the motivation behind setting up SAP.io? How old is the program? How many startups that has been supported through uh, SAP.io? And and what is the what is the vision uh, behind it overall? Sure, SAP.io was started more than two years ago, and the intention is to let SAP.io serve. As the uh, startup engagement program uh, for SAP, right? the the main uh, mo- motivation is this, right? We want to work with startups, establish partnerships with them, right? In two main ways. Number one, integrate their solutions that are complementary to SAP, meaning that they don't compete with us. Instead, they add value by you know uh, doing a more in-depth kind of an integration with the platform or the product that makes more sense to them. Now, having in, uh, integrated their product successfully, we list their solution on SAP App Center. App Center is something like our you know, Apple App Store, right? It's, it, it's a, a, a place where our car customers can look for solutions that have been integrated and they have been uh, you know, uh, certified by SAP to prove that they, the integration actually works. And that is where they can then uh, reach out to the relevant companies and uh, do transactions with them. So think of it as a form of a go-to-market channel as well. It also allows our account executives to sell solutions from there to customers that might be in need of a a, a solution that uh, augments the SAP investments that they have put in. Having done all that, that, that's where we come to go to market. We ultimately want to help the startups to to grow and uh, hopefully when their business gets bigger and bigger, SAP can grow together with them. We currently operate nine foundries around the world, two in North America, four in Europe, and then uh, three in Asia, Pacific, and Japan. The latest one being the Bangalore foundry that just uh, uh, launched a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic, fantastic. I, I did notice on your website, uh, in fact, uh, the first program was launched in August 20. And it seems like you have already shortlisted applications and, and applications now are closed. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure uh, our community would have opportunity to apply again, because now that you have a strong presence here, here in Bangalore. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you one question, uh, might be a little bit controversial, but I do hear from some of the startups that hey, you know, working with with corporates is kind of a uh, double-edged sword. I mean, they they sometimes fear approaching corporates corporates because they feel that hey, uh, our technology or uh, is being possibly being in some sense, if I may use the word, copied or and things like that. <laughs> right? They always yeah. fear, like like you said, yes. like you yes. said that uh, you know uh, you want to to look more complementary things rather than competing things right so Correct. what is the advice that you can give to startups when they approach you uh, because i i understand that you know organization like sap is is very much platform and that's why fundamentally you have this app center and you want to encourage companies uh, to build applications rather than 
SAP right. saying that they want to do everything under the sun, right? I think that yeah. is the idea of App Center. So maybe maybe educate, communicate, community sure. a little bit on this front. That uh, sure. how you how you help uh, build comfort with with startups on that front. So yeah, I'll I'll use uh, what we are doing as an example. So it and and in fact this this issue is very important to us too, right? At the reality is that SAP has many many applications. Right, many of which I personally don't know myself. So whenever we want to embark on a new program, which is always based around either a certain SAP product or an industry that uh, we are currently serving, right, we always want to make sure that number one, the startup that we re recruit are not doing something that we are already doing. Because if, if they are, honestly, it's a waste of time for both parties, right? Not only do we not add value to each other, we may also run into all these touchy issues like what you have mentioned. Uh, the startups may accuse us of uh, stealing their IP and stuff like, like that. Right? So we always do a very thorough due diligence to avoid any potential conflict of interest. That's one. Number two, we are also very clear when the startup integrate with us, what is this gap that they are really addressing? Right. How are they complementing our solution? And how, most importantly, right, how that ultimately delivers value to our customers. Right? It is the customers that matter most to us at the end of the day. Right? And, and the value that we can deliver to a customer together, it must be very clear. So whether you are working with SAP or any other organizations out there, always be, be very clear. Right? Why, why is it that your, uh, your product is relevant to that organization? And what can you all do to uh, together, right? Uh, and uh, lastly, because the way we integrate with the startups are mainly through APIs, we have uh, make it in such a way that there is no way we can copy their solution, right? Mm -hmm. Because the integration is all via API, it just involves exchanging of the data. There is a very clear uh, safeguard of uh, interest for both parties at the end of the, the, the day. And again, if any company wants to partner with you and they demand to see your source code, my advice is just walk away, right? It doesn't make sense nowadays when you know, APIs are basically uh, widely available. Got it, got it, got it. So if I may say that, uh, would you recommend to startups that when they approach you, uh, they should be very well prepared and they have their own thesis around where they want to, uh, to integrate themselves with? Right uh, with yep. uh, SAP dot uh, SAP as an organization. Yep. If they have yep. that thesis, would it would it uh, kind of create more uh, attractive discussion because they have done their research and they know, you know, where the partnership potential is uh, with uh, SAP as an organization. Yeah, uh, that is true. But then uh, again, um, I, I think it's better if I share with you how we operate as a foundry, right? And uh, so that you understand our core constraints. Right. So even if a great company approaches us, it may not be possible to work with them uh, in, in, in immediately. Right. So for example, our, our foundry, we operate two programs a year. Each program is always based on a certain uh, SAP product like SAP Conquer, or it's always based on a certain industry, right? Like uh, the logistics industry 4.0, so on and so, so, so forth. So the startups that we recruit are always aligned with that particular uh, program team, right? So for example, uh, SAP Conquer, which is the, the program that I'm currently running now. 
when I was re recruiting uh, startups, I'm actually looking only at startups that have relevance for Concur. So even if I come across a startup that hey actually have a really interesting use case, unfortunately, it's going to be very difficult for for us to work with them uh, in the in immediate terms, right? And um, it's largely be because the resources that we have put in, for example, uh, provisioning of test systems, uh, the benefits that we are offering to the startup, the the recruiting of technical fellows, uh, that. Uh, actually are there to assist with the product integration. All these are actually targeted towards the program team. They may not be able to help the startup if they somehow fall outside of that team, right? So it is unfortunately a constraint that we work with, but uh, this, is, this is the way uh, that we ensure we can deliver value to the startups within a three months timeframe. Right, where most of the time integration can be completed and uh, they are on the pathway to be listed on SAP App Center and subsequently uh, building go to market uh, together with us in a region that matters. Got it, got it, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at your website and I noticed that you, one is that you have this, this kind of acceleration program, but there's also a fund. Uh, yes. How are these uh, these uh, decision making for these two activities separate, or you always invest in companies that you work with and another way around? Yeah. So the, to to be honest, the fund is uh, is a fund and foundries, but the fund is kept separate from the foundry for this particular re re reason, right? The investment managers of the fund they sit uh in Europe as well as in Silicon Valley, and their main mandate is to invest in enterprise software technology companies that have the potential to help SAP enlarge our total addressable market. And hopefully, we'll also augment our many products that we have at the same time. They invest mainly in the early stage C and Series A. And any companies that are invested by the fund need not necessarily be foundry companies, right? They, they view uh, investments from their own point of view because they have a, a certain strategy behind that. For foundries, we are agnostic. We don't care if you have been invested by the, the SAP.io fund or by some other investors. What matters most at the end of the day is, is the solution a fit with our program team? And more importantly, of course, uh, by working together with SAP, does that add value to the startup as well as to our customers at the end of the day? That is far more important. Got it, got it, makes sense. But I, I assume that the companies that are funded through SAP.io would uh, would have an access to the program itself, right? They would, or, uh, or it yes, may not happen. Uh, Okay. Yes and no, actually, because yeah. if because to, to, to be frank, once they have been invested by the fund, right, they 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 wouldn't go through a, a structured program like mm -hmm. SAP.io, but we'll still work with them for integration, for go to market, and things like like that. But there are people who will work with them on that, so it does, they don't necessarily have to come into a a structured program like the foundry. Right, uh, but in terms of how we view the companies that we support, it's actually all equal. It doesn't mean that being a fund company, you get um, let's call it priority, right, over a foundry <clears throat> company. It doesn't really work like like that. 
No. At the end of the day, your whatever that you are, you are selling, it must be able to deliver value to customers, and I think that's what's most important. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, I was I was looking at at your at your website, and I don't remember whether it was fund page or uh, the the foundry page, but I I saw two very good companies emerging out of India, uh, part of the program called uh, including Hasur Hasuru.io and Nikki.ai. Uh, and these uh, uh-huh. these are very good companies emerging from uh, kind of india ecosystem uh, can right. you talk uh, uh, a little bit and, and there were so many different companies some some uh, i have seen that have scaled really well uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the success stories that has uh, emerged from sap.io program and i, I understand that pr- program is is relatively new but love to know some of the some of the great success stories and how uh yeah, you have been able to drive a, a, and sure. help them towards a winning strategy for them sure so, so starting from a fun uh i think that uh, one of the greatest success story actually is this company that was invested by the fund right so uh the fund, when the fund invested in this company a couple of years ago they were a really young company and that company is called big id they are basically a, a GRC solution, no governance, uh, r- regulations, and compliance kind of a solution that helps uh, companies comply with uh, new all these regulations like GDPR, for 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 example, right? Um, so when the 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 fund invested in them, there's obviously a, a way where they can offer value to our customers around the world who need to comply to various forms of uh, regulations in their home country. Now, um, they went through the same process, right? Integrate with SAP on App Center. And then today, a few years down the road, they are actually a solutions extension uh, provider for SAP. Now, what happens is when you are a Solex partner, SAP account executives basically can sell that solution on SAP paper and get full credit for, for that. So imagine how powerful that is to a company. You have a big sales force that is distributed all around the world that suddenly willing to uh, sell and promote your product, right? So that is actually uh, what happened to Big ID now. They have they are Solex partner SAP. They have grown significantly as a company. Valuation, of course, increased uh, by a, a lot. So that is great for both the SAP the IO fund, but also for SAP because we now work with a uh, a very credible company that had grown uh, together with us over the years, right? In uh, while the Foundry program is relatively new, we have actually collectively accelerated more than three hundred companies to, to to date, right? So in in APJ, the first Foundry was launched in Tokyo, followed shortly by S- Singapore uh, last August. Right? We have launched three programs to date. And of course, the latest one was the, the one that was launched in uh, Bangalore, right? And we, we ha- despite such a short time, we also have seen good success coming out of there. For example, uh, take for example, Powercify. Powercify is basically a HR analytics startup that is integrated with success factors, our uh, human capital management uh, pl- platform, right? So they have a, a way to help co- uh, companies identify as well as uh, identify, re- recruit, as well as retain the employees that are a best fit 
for the company as well as the job roles, not only in terms of skill set, but also in terms of uh, cultural fit, personality, so on and so, so forth. Right. So during the, the program itself, we introduced them to Heineken and they were able to uh, run uh, a successful pilot with, with them. They have also closed other deals on their own. So I'll say it's a great success. Another company, Versa Fleet, transport management uh, system uh, company that we work with in the industry 4.0 cohort. Um, they actually just signed a, a, a deal with a Singapore-based company. I, I cannot mention the name because of uh, you know, confidentiality re reasons. Uh, but at the same time, they are also currently working with SAP on another deal uh, with another SAP customer also based in Singapore. So that is actually good su success, right? despite uh, I think our short, very short history here in uh, Asia. Fantastic, fantastic. And I think this this sounds so exciting that I'm kind of bound to this, ask you this question that, uh, and this is more kind of a uh, uh, personal motivation or professional motivation. Uh, how how funds like us could, could work with you, right? I mean, I think having a company accelerated through, through SAP.io uh, create itself is a very strong validation uh, for the organization. More yep. importantly, having such a great GTM partner creates a very exciting opportunity uh, for us as a fund, right? Yep. So tell us how yep. funds like us could could work uh, with, uh, with you, uh, support or finance these companies, which might also further act as an accelerator uh, for, for the companies that are uh, kind of uh, supported by you guys. Sure, we, we do build relationships with uh, VCs, uh, but uh, truth, truth be, be, be told, right, it's not possible to actually work with uh, the portfolio companies of the VCs all the time because uh, it is actually very difficult for us to identify with a, a company that is a right fit for us. Right? It doesn't mean that the company is a bad company. Right? It can be a really great company, but there could be just no synergies that we can build with them, right? So uh, when, when I engage uh, VCs, I always tell them, hey, look, I, uh, if it, uh, just make your portfolio companies available to, to me. I never know when I will be able to work with them or if there may be an immediate fit. But if there is, hey, I will, I will know and I'll contact you guys firsthand, right? That's probably a, a much easier way, right? On uh, how, how we, we engage with uh, ecosystem par partners. Got it, got it, got it. Fantastic. That's, that's yeah. really and, great. And to also, uh, to, to, to add on, we, we generally do not work with early stage companies. And the main reason is because at the end of the day, our motivation is to serve our customers, right? We want the companies to be able to serve our customers immediately, bring value to them fast after doing the necessary integration and stuff like that. This means that the product must be enterprise ready and preferably should already have uh, use cases right, or customers that are already using that solution. An early stage company um, that's probably still in product development phase will not have any of this. And uh, obviously we can't deliver value to the company and vice versa, right? That will be a wrong fit. Got it, got it. And, and I, think, I think I'm think i glad you pointed this around the stage of companies that you work with. Uh, help, help us quantify this little bit when you say early stage companies. And I hear you saying that, hey, uh, companies should, should have already delivered on this aspect that they are enterprise ready. And, and the best, yeah. best validation to that is they already have some 
some paying customers uh, uh, which are of that scale using the product that itself is a great validation to it but do you do you Correct. put some some criteria on revenue size or a certain criteria that you use or it is it is very subjective yeah, sure. matter case so, to case it, it is it is very subjective and broad. We do not want to apply any criteria. For example, we would not want to say that oh, you must have raised like 5 million fund for funding or for us to consider you financially viable. Right? We do have a lot of companies that have only raised seed funding, but clearly they have demonstrated that they already have customers who are uh, generating revenue for, for them and uh, they will likely be uh, financially viable, at least for the foreseeable future. Right. What is most important though is the product must be ready. It cannot be like, oh, it's still in beta mode. There's still a couple of features missing here and there. And they must have deployed it with at least one customer right, in a real world situation and um, not necessarily as a pilot you know, where uh, the use case isn't very de defined yet. Right. So, so we, we, we try to keep that very broad so that we do not uh, give up on the opportunity of working with companies that have uh, you know, all of this but may not have raised a lot of money and certainly may not be re generating too much revenue yet. But we, we see a potential in helping these companies grow too, right? Now, on the flip side, we actually also have a lot of, uh, let's just call them very mature companies who are working with us. Right? For example, in the current uh, Concur cohort, we are working with MatchMove. MatchMove uh, had raised a, a pretty, pretty significant amount of money and it's probably valued at more than $300 million now. Right? That, is all, all, that is like an extreme case of the kind of company that we also work with. right? But we also have other companies that are really young, but that fit exactly what I told, told, told you. Right? Have customers, have a product, yeah. it's complementary with us. I think that's the value we can deliver if we partner. Got it. Got it. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's that's good to know. And I believe, uh, uh, I believe the way you take applications is not on a rolling basis. You launch a program and you invite applications, right? Uh, is what Correct. I understood uh, from the website. Yeah, exactly. And like I mentioned, it's always based on a, a certain uh, team, right? Like we are focusing on let's say industry 4.0, right? That, so we only work with startups that have relevance to this, right? So if let's say or to the startups listening out there, you're thinking of trying your luck by submitting an application, my best advice is please do not bother, right? I can tell you very frankly that I take like 10 to 20 seconds to just take a look at these applications and I delete it immediately if it's not relevant, right? Mm. So, so don't bother if you do not have any relevance. But if you think that you have good relevance, you, are, you can provide good value, right? By uh, working together with us, right? I, think, do, I do encourage you to re reach out with an application yeah. or maybe you can even reach out with me via LinkedIn and we can connect and talk about your product. Fantastic, fantastic. Tell us a little bit, I, 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 I hear you earlier talking about SAP APIs uh, and obviously uh, the customer access, which is, is such an important thing given the breadth of customers that you have in wide range of industries and, and across the globe. How does this process work? I mean, is it is it you say, hey, here are the APIs uh, and 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 integrate it, 
or you have people who kind of handhold mm-hmm. uh, these companies to yeah. integrate them uh, how to what deep extent you go uh, one is on the api side but the other on the customer side uh, do you have kind of a joint gt uh, gtm efforts where your own kind of sales or customer uh, uh, line people working closely with with these startups to to take them to market how how does this this yeah. work yeah so on the a- apis right there are a- sap as a company had already exposed quite uh, quite a lot of a- apis on our a- api hub and whenever we work with the startups we always go through those apis first and figure out what makes more, more sense right now while there are good documentation available, I think uh, it is too much to ask the staff to go through them and then try to figure things out. And that's where we add value by assigning technical fellows who work together with the startup over a three-month duration, over the, the course of the pro- program. And their job is exactly like what you have mentioned, right? handhold them right, in the integration pro- process, help figure out what are the uh, technical road, roadblocks, Right, help help them to overcome it, and if additional resources may be re- required, basically help them navigate uh, through uh, you know, SAP and bring the, the people who can give them the necessary advice. Right. Now, having done all that, you no, know, our experience is integrations are normally possible to be finished within that uh, three months period. Right. And that's largely because we are always starting from the viewpoint of just building your solution with our APIs. We are not asking you to develop from scratch using SAP technology, right? That's not necessary, right? It's basically just a tight integration that we are looking mm-hmm. for at the end of the, the, the day. Got and uh, on the go-to-market go question, right? Having done all that, uh, they have to be listed on App Center, right? Now, it's only when you're on App Center that our sales uh, account executives that is where they can you know, market the products to the car, car customers, right? If you're not an app center, I'm just sorry to say that we, we cannot uh, work with you or partner you in any way, right? Being on app center is like a, just tell you it's something like an endorsement, right? It, it, it proves yeah. that the startups have done the necessary work and it's re- rigorous enough to be on our app center, right? <laughs> Uh, that, and that gives the customers trust. Otherwise, why, why would our account executives sell an untrusted solution to their car customers? It's their credibility on the line at the end of the day, right? But um, having done all of this, we normally also work out with the startups. Okay, now, uh, what are, what are the, the countries, the market units that you are interested in, right? Startups being startups, is quite impossible that you are targeting the world from day one. There will be a certain geography, and even within that geography, there will be certain markets that will be more sensible uh, for you to go after. Right? And that, that, that's where we can you know, make the necessary introductions to our colleagues, right? uh, introduce the startup's solutions, and basically figure out if there are uh, opportunities that they can work on joint deals together uh, for the you know, go-to-market. Okay. And and uh, you mentioned about this App Center. I believe that for someone to be listed on App Center, doesn't necessarily have to go through SAP.io program. You could, as, correct, as a correct. startup, any startup could apply for App Center, and if they get shortlisted or if they get meet the criteria, they could get listed there, right? Absolutely, it's actually really open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there is a fee involved, right? Okay. Um, 
So if let's say any partner, ISV or whatever that's out there, you know, they just have to pay a necessary fee to be part of the Partner Edge Build program. Right there, you get give you uh, access to the program as well as the tools uh, necessary to uh, build out the in integration. Right now, the perk that we do offer to our companies is we we waive off that that, that fee, right? Because it is uh, they are after all you no know, part of SAP.io, and we want to extend this benefit over to them. Uh, otherwise, you don't have to partner with SAP.io and. In, in fact, I have actually recommended quite a few startups that I've come across where there may not be a good fit with our program, but I, or even the, the product that we are working with for our program, but there could be a good fit with other parts of SAP. And I did, I have re referred them to our partner edge uh, uh, managers to work with them and onboard them for this uh, particular pr program. Got it. Do you do you make uh, some data public on on the apps that are listed on your app center? Uh, kind of yes. generated certain amount of revenue for themselves. You know, on average revenue, so that that kind of builds oh, okay. uh, for someone I, to come. Mm -hmm. I I'm I'm not from the app center thing, so I don't know if mm -hmm. we disclose. Uh, okay. revenue made by the partners, right? However, all the apps that are already available on App Center, you can just uh, go there and see it for yourself. It's totally open. Mm. Okay. Yeah, just Google SAP Apps Center and all the all the applications that have already been been listed, they, are, they will be there. Got it, got it, got it. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I think I had one last question in my list, but somewhere in, in the conversation you kind of addressed it is uh, what is the best way to, to startups to approach you? One is that your structured program, but how, how startups get to know about launch of these programs? Do they have to come to your website? Uh, do they put subscribe yeah. to the newsletter so that they, they are updated about new program launches yeah. and things like that? Yeah, that, that honestly is the best way because the, besides uh, the Singapore foundry, right? We operate eight other foundries around the world. So the other foundries will always have some program that's mm -hmm. running and all of us uh, operate on, I will say uh, different teams, right? Although in mm -hmm. Asia Pacific, we are a bit more aligned that sometimes we, op we operate uh, on the same team but targeting different markets. Right. So the best way, just take a look at the web website, even if it's not relevant for Singapore, hey, the Berlin foundry could be relevant for you, right? And especially if, let's say, you, you are you're thinking of uh, Europe as a market that you are think, uh, thinking of expanding to, then a European foundry would actually make more sense compared to working with us here in Asia. Got it, got it. So what I'm hearing from you is... Uh is a company that is because uh, a company that is based in bangalore but uh, and has a team based out of in bangalore but if they are serving customers in europe they should be applying to to a european program rather than uh, a, a bangalore based program is it what, what, where, where I mean, a startup I mean, should it, apply to sure sure i mean it really depends right for, for example mm. in the bangalore foundry now, my, my understanding is uh, the, the startups in the Bangalore foundry, if the Indian startups, they, they don't necessarily have customers in India only. They actually have customers in the US and in Europe as, as well. But their intention is, hey, we want to leverage the program to build 
the necessary integrations beyond App Center, and then we can figure out, you know, go to market in whatever uh, markets that we are serving. And then in the in the same Bangalore foundry, there are actually two startups from Singapore who are actually part of the program. And their interest is because uh, they are interested in the India market, and also they are very relevant for the consumer industries program that the Bangalore Foundry is uh, currently running. Right, so it's it's really difficult to say what what will work best. Right, it really depends on your uh, the, the startup's particular situation and uh, what is the thinking right, behind uh, applying to our foundry. Got it, got it, got it. That that makes sense. Uh, fantastic. I think we uh, have more or less concluded, uh, Stephen. Maybe maybe last point is, and maybe I would like to put a little bit uh, you on the spot because all the founders are always asked to make an elevator pitch. Maybe I'll ask you to make a small elevator pitch to to the community out there that uh, you know why why come to sap.io program maybe you want to give a short elevator pitch to 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 the startup community sure sap.io is a zero fee and zero equity program that is targeted at uh, helping startups partner with sap through product integration as well as uh, scaling your operations via building go to market together with uh, our established customer base across the world. There will be if you your if you your solution is relevant for SAP and will be able to add value to our customers. I think this is a no-brainer program that you should consider joining. Fantastic, uh, Stephen. I think that was a great conversation, uh, and I'm confident that the whole community would really learn from this. Uh, we would encourage uh, 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 startup communities, particularly and obviously the B2B ones, uh, leverage these channels because these are a great way to expand your customer footprint. The reality is that building relationship with large enterprise is a long drawn process. And if you have partners like you, uh, you could really cut short on your sales cycles and, 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 and develop uh, uh, customer uh, uh, faster. Uh, in 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 the startup journey so that's a fantastic conversation and thank you so much again Stephen thank you very much <laughs>